there's actually a psychology behind every single color. If you look, for example, at blue, blue is the color of trust. If we look at PayPal, if we look at Facebook, if we look at Zoom, everything revolves around blue because it communicates trust. Hello there and welcome back to the My Future Business Show. This is the show that gets you in front of your best audience and keeps you there. I hope you're doing wonderfully well no matter where you are in this big, wide, wonderful world of ours. And I tell you, if this is your first time, you're in for a treat today. By the end of this call, you will have walked away with some great insights because I'm on the line with founder and CEO at Savino Media, Mr. Alex Palakwa. How are you, Alex? I'm great, thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yes, thank you for joining me. Well, look, today, you and I are going to be spending some time learning about you, first and foremost, where you're located. We're obviously going to shift gears into the core of the call. We're going to be talking about branding, marketing, and website um, components to think about when you're starting your business. And we're going to be thinking about social media and how to get the best out of it and how to create a powerful personal brand and build websites that attract your best audience. But it is customary for us, Alex, to spend some time learning a little bit about you. Now, you talked about Spain. Tell us a little bit about where you're calling in from today. So today I am calling in from two hours north of Barcelona in a town called Rosas. It's on the coast, and yeah, I've, I've lived here all my life. Yep. And yeah, beautiful place to be. What do you like most about it? Well, I guess the proximity to the sea. I've always been a big fan of water sports, whether it is like scuba diving or spear fishing or any regards with the sea and, you know, it's like sea, like anything related to like sea life yep. as well. Yep. It's very interesting to me. It's a completely different world and it's very, very, very cool. I remember when I went to Indonesia, Alex, and I did my Paddy Dive Center license to go scuba diving, and you're exactly right. Just the difference in environment, it, it, is, it feels like you're in another world, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Now, tell me a little bit. I noticed on your website you've got a picture of a free diver. Do you like that sort of thing? Yes, I, I do, actually, even though it's not really the 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 one that i like the, the the most my the one i like the most is probably spearfishing but freediving it's always quite good for practice when it comes to spearfishing as well it really like helps you control your breath and be able to move at a pace where the ratio of oxygen to movement that you're doing doesn't go off to yep. like doing two strokes and being out of oxygen you know so it's good practice to do some free diving once in a while tell me out of all the water sports that you enjoy do you have a favorite yeah it's probably spearfishing yes yeah. it's and it's quite i i got it in quite late it's probably the, one of the latest sports i've picked up but it's also quite interesting i mean you can be quite selective with the fish you hunt right so i guess also like quite helpful to you know if you're eating by yourself to not just catch a fish that is like 45 pounds it's, <laughs> no. it's you can be quite selective of what you do and you can always like think about it and maybe even have another shot if you need to do you have any fear of sharks or anything like that 
No, not really. Sharks are not the thing that concern me. I mean, here in Spain, we don't really have sharks. We have like a one kind, but it's super rare to see them. Okay. But when in the ocean, what I always tell people is that if you see it coming, then it's it really probably doesn't mean that much harm to you unless it's like a great white that it's like <laughs> 13 feet. yeah But if it yeah, if it's it like the things that are hidden at the bottom. Those are the things that you should probably be worried about. yeah the spiky ones that you accidentally step on could change your life now when you're out of the water what do you like to do do you like to go to the movies do you like music what's your thing So I spent most of my time running the business, actually, but yep I actually enjoy running the business, so it's actually quite fun for me. But at the same time, when I'm not on, I, I really like driving uh, sports cars, Oh. and I also quite enjoy building, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, you, probably, you might not know what it is, but probably someone in the audience might. They're called automata machines, and it, and they are sort of like mechanical machines that kind of can just run on their own, or like marble machines that are quite, you know, Yeah, interesting. yeah, I know what an automaton is. Yeah, so it's it's I like building these. I actually have I'm building right now a clock that has like counterweight, and it's quite fun to do. I got it for my birthday actually. Yeah, wow, that sounds fascinating. Now, in terms of the the cars that you like driving, what's what's a car that you got on the list that you want to drive? A car that I would like to drive is, it's actually, oh my god, uh, that's a really good question There's actually, lots, isn't there? there's, there's so many that are, <laughs> you know, I mean, I you know, guess, I'd like an F40, to be honest, a Ferrari F40. oh, that's a good one, that's a very good one, Very. I would have to say, It's it's a very well it's it's up and coming now but it's 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 been existing for a little bit now it's a brand called Apollo and they just came out with a track version that's called the Apollo Evo and it is the meanest looking thing that I have ever seen and I I love think that I've car seen it. Yeah. yeah it's it's insane I love that car. So tell me a little bit about what you think of the future in terms of um, electric electric vehicles. Do you think they're going to take over the world? See, maybe when it comes to like having daily cars, they will. But let if we really look at how it is right now, like for example, Yeah. look look at the at like the F forty, like you said, the Ferrari F forty. That that car is not necessarily the youngest in the crowd, No. and it still gets so much attention. And it really is still a part of the world, and it will still be a part of the world for a long time, right? Yeah. So at this point, now that we have, for example, the McLaren Senna, that it's the last, like, fully, fully internal combustion car Yep. from McLaren, then that's, that's for example, if... If anyone is actually looking for a new version of the F40, that will be it. It will probably go up in price ridiculously Oh once, yeah. you know, time, time starts to go by. But I think they'll, they'll stick around, you know. Stick around. They, they, yeah, Yeah. they just don't give the, the same.
No, absolutely, I would agree with you. Now tell me, what's a day look like for you? Are you an early riser? What do you like to do? I wouldn't say I'm, I'm a super early riser, like some of these guys you see on, on the internet that they wake up at 4 or like 6. I'm more of an 8.30 kind of guy. <laughs> me too. Like, <laughs> if, I, if I can, I try to sleep in, but it's sometimes I really do, I, I really do need my sleep. I, I wake up at 8.30 and then I pretty much uh, start my day off by, you know, just a little bit of breakfast, if any, um, and then I go straight to the gym. Yep. And once I come back from the gym, I already get some work in. I probably check some emails, see the the videos I sent last night of you know explaining some stuff to some people, and see if they liked what they're seeing. And after that, at that point, it's probably just lunch. And in the afternoon, right now it's it's kind of different than usual because I'm getting my driver's license here, so yep. it's taking up a little bit of my time but it would usually be from like 2 to like 4 30 i get some extra work in yep and from 4 30 to 6 30 i go to the driving school get some tests done because it's it's you got a logbook and things like that to do sorry do you have a logbook and things like that to do as part of your tests um i i used to i finished the logbook and yep. now it's just tests and then after 6 30 i come home i do some some extra work probably some cold outreach and beyond that it's really just finishing up with the day at 8 39 and then i get some dinner in and there you go fantastic off. feedback um thank you for sharing now you talked about mentors earlier on tell me a little bit about how important it is for you to have mentors yeah so my mentor, he is great. I find him to be quite funny. He uh, he has a brand that is the same that uh, as I do. He does web design, he does um, SMA and all of these things. And I really found it to be quite helpful because it helps you in terms of d knowing what to do. Yeah. Because sometimes you hit a point where you're like, Maybe you're trying to reinvest some money into the business, but you don't know if one thing will work or the other one will. So a good thing to do is to just ask him, you know? Yeah. I mean, I had a problem one time where I didn't know how to invest X amount of money. And I was like, maybe should it be someone to pay someone to do cold calling or something to do something else, someone to do something else. Mm -hmm. So at this point, I just asked him and then he helped me solve that issue. And it just goes all around, whether it is how to invest something or just some basic ideas on how to pitch an idea to somebody. Does he talk to you about um, having like downtime or relaxation time away from the business? Does he, does he mentor you in that sort of space? We've actually never really talked about it, mm. but if I, if I asked him, he probably, he probably would. I know he, he's a big-time biker. He really likes road biking. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, like, he is quite a quite the interesting person, and he also likes cars, so it's someone who I quite resonate with. Yeah, great. Oh, yeah. When I was first looking over your information that was forwarded to me, what I noticed is that 
at your age, you have such a great strength about you, about a drive that is uncommon. Not, I wouldn't say uncommon, but not as common as, as I'd like to think it was um, in terms of entrepreneurialism. What was your first ever experience as an entrepreneur and when did you know that this was for you? So being an entrepreneur was never actually the first idea, but it wasn't the last one either. I kind of always knew I, I was, I was going to be something else, like something apart from what my friends were going to be. And I always knew I was like, there's, there's something about me that is going to be different than all of my friends. Mm. And so going here in Spain, when you go into 11th grade, no, sorry, when you go into 10th grade, by the end of it, you have to know pretty much what you want to study. Oh. And so I didn't really know. So what, what I did is I went to study abroad. I did three years in Canada. And that really not only did it help me see that, for example, being an entrepreneur should be what I wanted to give a shot, um, what, I, what I wanted to give a shot at, but also that it gave me like a mental maturity that people my age might not have. Mm. So at this point, I was like, okay, by the, so right now we're in grade 11 and grade 12 at the very start of grade 12. And my parents were bombing me with questions of what are you going to study next year? We have to get ready for like university applications or mm -hmm. like, you know, things for further education. And so I started doing copywriting in September. And later on, I about December at the end of the year, I saw that really SMMA and web design was going to be more of a thing to me. Yep. So then that's how Serena Media started. And really it's been going from there up to up to now really. And in February, my parents came to visit me in Canada and I was like, look, give me one year. I'm not going to like slouch around. I'm actually going to be trying to make a living out of everything in life, you know, like out of what I'm doing. And I want to prove to you that, you know, university is not really the main thing that I want to do right now. Like, I'm not even that good at high school. I, mm -hmm. Like, I barely passed high school. But I know I'm much better at other things that are not related to university. So give me a year. Just yep. let me give a fair shot to being an entrepreneur. Yeah, that's wonderful. That's a great story, you know. And you've got to keep in mind, I think, Alex, and anybody who's listening to the call today, that many of the greatest names and yeah, that you can think of the largest organizations had some sort of barrier to success. You know, it could have been dyslexia, it could have been poor grades, they couldn't read, whatever it was, and they overcame those challenges. So in that regard, how important for you is it to have a positive mindset and to stick with your goals to do what you want to do, Alex? Oh my God, let me tell you, it's everything. How do you think? will make the journey either super short or very long. For example, um, I'm quite a positive thinker. Like I am something that in Spanish we call tosudo. And it means that even that even if it's a dumb idea or a dumb thing, you still want it. Like I'm, you're super persistent. And my mom always said that, you know, 
I'm very much like that. I, if I want something, there will be nothing that will stop me from accomplishing it. Yep. So it really like, if I start something, I have to finish it. And right now, the thing is that I really want to like grow the business yeah. and it, I really want it to be something big. So it's like what it's in my mind. But at the same time, for example, my mom or my parents are super negative people. <laughs> like they they really do not see life how I see it. And mm. the, the the positive thinking has helped me go through a lot of things that many people should have asked. Well, I also asked myself, like, is this really gonna work out? Like this is there's nothing really going on right now. Like maybe I should quit, maybe I should like stop doing it for a while or mm. like Maybe I should put it aside, but I was like, no, like I need to keep going because like I know this is what happens to everyone. It happens to all, all of us. And this is what heart feels like, you know. So, yeah, absolutely. I, I have to give give you credit um, for sticking to your goals. And because at the end of the day, Alex, I don't think your parents will ever have the vision that you have. And for anybody who's young and has an entrepreneurial streak through them that they really just are burning to do something, this is why the My Future Business Show is exactly called that. It's about your future. It's about the path that you're taking. Now, out of all the things that we're going to be talking about, just so you give it a bit of a segue, Alex, what do you think is the one thing you do the best? In business the one thing I do the best in business well I would say one one of two but I really I really leave that up to interpretation yeah to be honest because it really depends on for example like client factor whether they're happy or not but I would say web design for mm -hmm. like web like creation but also Social media is quite my thing. Like I, I understand the audience much better than some people might think. But uh, yeah, I guess social actually, media. Yeah, definitely, definitely social media. Actually. Well, that's interesting because you know I was reading through all of your information about social media, and I'd love to learn a little bit about what you think is in store for social media. You know, you've had the likes of Facebook not that long ago um, introduce, reintroduce themselves as a wider organization called Meta. What do you think is going to happen in terms of AI and all these things? And what's the social media landscape going to look like in the future, do you think? So I think social media is, well, will be and pretty much already is the biggest advertising platform there can be. Like you always see these things, like for example, if you're riding, if you're driving down the road, you see like, for example, either screens or like these super big images with, you know, advertisements or like, for example, on TV. But really at the end of the day, the thing that will get the most attention is social media. Like you can make it really like, big, big, big when it comes to the brand and how many people you hit with mm -hmm. with an ad on social media. Like everyone has social media. Everyone, everyone, everyone has, whether they are ten years old or whether they are sixty. Like at this point, there's so many age ranges and you know, even though I just said like completely polar like ages, 
it, maybe there's not everyone who's 10 has it, but no. you know, we're coming but to I get that the majority do. Yeah. Like it, it really will come down to like what you do with your social media, because the capabilities are, are so big, like everyone, everyone in, in the future, everyone will have social media, like everyone, everyone, everyone. Now, I noticed something about you in terms of personal branding. You've touched on branding already, Alex, and I'd love to talk a little bit about that a little more. Um, your first message to me was in a video format. Now, that really impressed me. Um, others will just send through an email, you know, putting in, in on writing what, what they're all about. But you took the time to send me a, a video message, which I was impressed with. What do you think um, videos, go, how important is it going to be? And is it going to be the only way to do social media in the future? I think, yeah, short form content, it's definitely here to stay. Like, well, when I did the video, I have to say it, it was on the shorter side. But if you go on like Instagram, for example, yeah, most of the videos are 10 seconds, 60 seconds max, obviously. But it's very, it's very strange to see something that is really 60 seconds that is like an ad. If you see mcdonald's for example they do 15 second ads and everyone is making short term content because our attention spans now are just so, so short are yeah so short that it you need to grab the attention from everyone in such a short time that once they once they stay you need to give all the information super fast done you know done yeah, that's great feedback. I, I wonder, what, what's your view on this? The, what's the difference, do you think, Alex, between personal branding and professional branding? Is there a difference or should it be one and the same? I think there is a person, like there, well, whether there should be or not, it really mm. depends on how you want your company to be seen. Or, for example, at what stage your company is. So, for example... If we look at Tesla and Elon, when mm. I say Elon, most people think of Tesla, right? Yeah, SpaceX. Tesla really revolves around uh, around Elon, but at the same time, there are many companies that you just don't see the person behind it. You see Elon because, well, a he's the richest person on earth, and he's got many things going for him. You know, he has done so many great things, oh, yeah. but you don't necessarily need to be someone like him that has really control over the brand with what he says so at this point what i would advise people it's like would you if you could be elon musk to all degrees you know like would you be someone who with a sentence can change can change the price of us of their own stock you know yeah pretty powerful yeah exactly and so if they don't that's also completely understandable i mean if we look at most brands today that's pretty much how it rolls for example if we look at zara for example like the clothing brand yep you you see just the brand even though well here in spain the owner is quite famous he is the, the owner of zara he's spanish but outside of the outside of Spain, he, he really is just, you know, just another billionaire, but 
you don't really think of him when someone says Zara. He's got his own kind of personal brand to some degree because most people know him because of Zara. But yeah. at the same time, it doesn't revolve that that much around him like Tesla does with Elon. Yeah, that's great feedback. Such great feedback. Thank you so much. Now tell me, uh, and back onto social media for a moment, Alex, what's your favorite? Do you have a favorite social media platform? For business? Oh, I would personally say, and, for, and for business, yeah. Uh, personally, personally, I'd say Instagram. I, 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 I like Instagram or like, uh, or, or X, which is Twitter, yep. you know, but yeah, to be honest, for Facebook, if it's personal, I'm not really that much of a fan, but I found it to be very, very powerful for business. Mm, that's excellent feedback. Again, thanks again. You are on LinkedIn as well. Should every business yeah. owner have a LinkedIn account? Yeah, well, I actually, I just got on it like like three weeks ago, pretty much. A little, a little bit less, uh, not actually, a little bit more than three weeks ago because when I was doing a selection process for my mentor, I would always ask everyone that I interviewed, I would be like, what do you think the biggest lead source is for you and what do you find it to be the most effective? And everyone except the mentor that I have now said LinkedIn. So yeah. I was like, well, even if I am not looking to have my biggest leads or like most of my leads come from LinkedIn, I guess I could, I should probably, you know, make a little account and just have it there and post every now and then. Mm. I check it most, I, I check it a couple of times a week, but it's really, I just have it. So it's just there and people can just see a little bit of who I am, you know? Yeah. Fantastic. Bit, bit like a bit like a calling card. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's not there to, you know, get massive attention. It's just there to really be there. This is to... me. Just to be there for somebody to look at when they need to find you and do a bit of background checking maybe. And, you know, moving on to websites and, and having a space online, how important is it for a business owner to, even if they're a traditional bricks and mortar type business, generally offline, is it important for them to have um, some online real estate, such as a website? It's it's so crucial nowadays to have a website. Like, and even if you have a website, the thing that is very very important is to keep it up to date. Like, and when I say keep it up to date, it's not just like change maybe a couple of things aesthetically. It's like how the things are changing so fast and especially now with having such tools like for example now we've started to really see that 3d websites are starting to become a thing and yeah. it's it's so important to have a good website like for example I'll give, you, I'll give you a great example yesterday i was talking to an owner of an interior firm someone who can do millions if they wanted a week like someone who has had clients from kazakhstan come to him and spend two millions in a house in furniture and just in furniture that's crazy and, <laughs> yeah and i was like dude like if we made you like he has a website right now but i was like i can do it better and like i was like if we change it to the standard of 
pretty much how interior design firms are right now with, you know, super cream colors and very organized and you really show what projects you've done, maybe a couple that you're working on. Like, for example, even that, that client from Kazakhstan, just with a couple of pictures from that property, it would like, it, maybe you don't even want clients, but at least it'll show that you can be trusted. Yes, and that's the thing, you touched, you touched on colors there. I was wondering, how important are they for trust? They are they're actually much more important than people think. Hmm. And there's actually a psychology behind every, every single color. If you look, for example, at blue, usually blue is a, is a color of trust. If we look at PayPal, if we look at Facebook, if we look at Zoom, if we look at there's every single app that has blue in it, or like Twitter, for example, back yep. when you have the bird, everything revolves around blue because it communicates trust. And off the top of my head, I'm not going to lie, I don't actually know other colors and what they exactly mean. But every, every single one gives off a certain emotion or a certain response that really people yeah. think, you know. And it, and it really puts your website on what you want it to be and how you want it to be seen. Because I'm... What we really want to think of a website is that not only can it be an e-commerce, for example, you know, everyone, when I say website, most people might think of like, oh my God, it's like the Zara, Zara store, like Amazon or, but, or maybe even Netflix, if you will. But yeah. at the same time, it can be so many things. Like if you just wanted to give some information, mm -hmm. you can totally do that. If you, if you want it to be someplace where people can get in touch with you, or it can be so many things. Even a game can be, like, most video games are websites. Like, if you go on Google and you type video game, like, free games, yeah. and you go on a website and play it, you're playing a website. That's that's literally it. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it can. it's a blank canvas. Having a website can be most things you want. So in terms of websites, I mean, the world's gone mobile. Um, how important is it to have like a mobile app as opposed to a desktop website? Um, I don't can they be one of the same thing? Well, I don't think we've hit the point of more like mobile apps being bigger than websites. Yeah. When, when we think of, you know, an app, most times what, most people will find it useful for might be for example banking or for example games or maybe i don't know like anything that anything. really needs to stand on its own you know yeah like for example or even games that have their own apps but at the same time having an app to watch the news i know apple does but like you can you can look at so many different paper like news on online that you don't really need an app for it really comes down to what you are a as a business yeah absolutely i uh, i wonder what's your thought on ai do you think that's going to be something we should fear or embrace as business owners well i think generally we should keep an eye on like yep. after all this thing has so it, it's it can be 
super powerful and well, I mean it already is but we have to kind of keep it in check now it's starting to get very implemented in businesses for example in live chats on websites yeah and for example there is uh what's that name? well there was an e-commerce store that i saw a couple days ago that when you go on their live chat for customer support you think you're talking to a real person but you're not and it's <laughs> actually just an ai and i realized because i needed some, some help on something and i thought i was talking to a real person yeah. but i asked a difficult question and they said okay i'll i'll transfer you to a live agent and i was in shock i was like oh my god i have yeah, to talk wow. and it's it's just it's good to implement it to some sort of degree yeah. on your on your website or your business but you know for the most crucial things like for example accounting or or really like keeping the statistics in check when it comes to like how good the results are and measuring where our goals are i would say for example for those sort of goals it would be best if we still do it as people you know not yeah. as they are well there's there's a balanced view you know there's lots of people out there that fear it others that embrace it you've come right in the middle there i think that that's great feedback you've already demonstrated your depth of knowledge um thus far throughout the corner it's a wonderful uh wonderful conversation we're having and i do appreciate it now in terms of a website what is what is something or what are the list of things that a new business owner should have, have have on their website at least, do you think? Actually, that's a very good question to ask because a new business needs to have different things than an, than a stand, like a business that is already quite big. Yeah. And also, like I said, when it comes to website, is you can be super super flexible, and it also comes down to what do you want it to be. As a local business, for example, let's say. A coffee shop or like someone that or even a beer brewery if it's something like that you probably want it to be something where when people come in they can see kind of the history of what the business pretty much is or who's behind the business something that people really are feeling attached to and are feeling some sort of relation to is seeing that behind this brand there is people, you know, you always are on the internet and it seems like you kind of lose connection with people, but seeing that, you know, there really is someone behind this business who's taking care of all of it. It yeah. really will help people to see like, oh my God, I can trust these people. Like if I need more information, then I have their names and maybe I can even Google them and find some more about them. It really helps people to find some trust and I would also say that they should include, well, a part of, you know, who they are and what they do as a brand. I would also encourage them to really spend some money on it and make it look professional. Because even yeah. though it's, even if it is, like I said, like the example of the brewery, even if you sell beer, having to go to the website, might open up the opportunities of eventually going online and being able to sell your product online on on, on Google, you know? And yeah, absolutely. You kind of have... 
with websites, I, I think it's great to have a shell there. You know, you've got all the pages that we've just talked about, your contact page, your about page, and all of those relevant topics. What about content? Do you need a strategy, you know, for regular posting of videos or maybe even a podcast? Or what, what do you think about content and how much should be on there? On the website, not yeah. much to be honest. When it comes to well, it actually depends. It depends what you define as content. If it really comes down to like you know, you can consider an Instagram an, an Instagram picture is content. Yep. And an ad from Vera is also content. So it really comes down to what you consider as content. But it should be quite interesting. I think a website needs to, you know, be a little interesting. Make it really your own. The only way to make it unique is to add something the other people don't have. And most of the times, if you're starting a brand new business and it's something that is already been seen or something like a brewery, for example, that you might have other breweries in town or in the city that you're in, mm. just make it a little bit more personal. You know, you want to... You want people to say, I want that beer because this beer or this company does this and the other one and the other ones don't. It's, that, you, that unique calling card. Yeah, but and it can come down to content. Like it can be the way you do content or the way you advertise can be that tipping point for people to be like, Okay, sure, I'll just choose them because I find them to be quite funny. And the way they make content, I, when I see their ads, I laugh. Yeah. That's, that could be a good enough reason for someone. Yeah, absolutely. I'm absolutely loving the feedback you're providing today. Now, when somebody wants to connect with you and they want to work with you, do you have an onboarding process? How do you meet a business owner where they are today? And how do you determine what they need? So the first onboarding call, I really want to meet the person, you know, like, um, it's it's always it's always things about business, but I want to know who I'm working with. I want to see, first of all, if we are a good fit to work together. You know, because yeah. if you're just not that nice to me, or for example, payments get delayed, or you're always giving me trouble, then I'm not gonna want to work with you. Nobody if wants that, do they? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's not that great. If you but if you want if if it's someone that. It's actually nice to them. You can talk with them. They're always available. Well, not when I say always available, not for like a Zoom talk, but you know, if you yeah. send them a message, you get a reply within a couple of hours and they keep in touch with you. You can have a genuine relation, even even if it's like a one-off type of thing. Yeah. You can still keep in touch with them and you're like, you, you're like their designer and their social media person. So it, it, what I try to do for the first call is kind of vet them and see what they, who they are, where the business is at, and what their goals are. And I show them maybe, let's take the example of the, inter in the, of the interior firm. I show them a couple of things, things where the what the competitors are doing and what I would take from theirs and put it and implement it into my clients and at that point kind of just give it that unique turn as well so that it really takes the thing to a new level and it gives them an edge above their competition really yeah there's definitely some things to think about isn't there yeah there's there's so many things that it and it changes also in between services like 
the same, you, it's quite different to see someone who wants a website than it is for someone who wants their social media because it there's there's a little bit more and on um, like on the line when it comes down to social media because one piece of content if it does really good but that content is not is is, is not great then it gives off an image that you don't want but the website is just always the same you know yeah so it's aesthetic more of a one-off that you can just give off yeah look this is uh, again one of these calls where we can only really just touch the surface alex and i've really enjoyed it now given that we're at the pointy end of the call um from here where do people go to find you we know you've got a linkedin page but uh where, where can they touch base with you yeah, so if people want to get in touch with me, they can send an email to me at alex at servinomedia.com. So we spell Servino with C-E-R-V-I-N-O, media. And if not, um, then we have our social media pages, which are Servino Media all around. And you can check out our website, which is servinomedia.com, and then you can schedule a meeting. But... If not, if you just want to talk to me and even schedule a meeting just through email, just get in touch with me and I'll be uh, I'll be in touch with you. You take that first step forward towards uh, towards Savino Media. I'll be making sure that the links to Alex uh, is available no matter where you see this call below the post. You will see a link, if not two or three, back to Alex and all of his wonderful work. And uh, all that being said, Alex, great call. Thank you so very much for joining me on the show today. Thank you for having me.